Blog Talk Radio. Hello? Why are you calling my phone again? Look, I told you this was over. Talking to, we have a guest, so you know we're going to be talking to author 
Bridget Hall, and um, she wants us to have an emotional enema. So we're going to talk about what the hell that is. Um, that's the title of her book. And she has the subtitle there that says, Let That Shit Go, which was okay. so perfect. Because in our own office, we were talking about the topic for the evening, and Let That Shit Go came up. And that was before I had even finished doing the uh, research. And so I get back, and I'm looking at that at that is a part of the title of her book, and I was like, man, I just said that. So this all falls right in line. Everything is really cohesive this evening. Now, it ends our theory, guys. You know how we roll. So it starts off being cohesive, and then, you know, it gets real, and we do what? The train derails every now and then. So no guarantee. No guarantees on any of this. Um, I'm going to go ahead and bring this other late mother. Um, I'm going to bring this other fellow into the office before we touch bases with our guests. So bring this late Michael Domison here. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing. I'm doing just fine. I'm doing just fine. How are you doing? <laughs> I would share, but it doesn't really. You don't really care how I'm doing, so I, I ain't even gonna say. No, but I really do care. Day, I really day, do day, care. How? No, no, no. How, how are you doing? Day I really boy. do care. I, you know, I felt better. I just want to say that. I felt better. No, I really don't care. How are you, am I? I figured it. I figured it. You know, that's why I went the short route, because that's about how much patience I have for your ass right there. Oh, man. I thought we were going to get wrong. That's all right. I'm okay, Ron. I'm out here in these streets being all right. It's hard out there for a parent. But somebody got to do it. Did you call her a pimp? Man, I can tell you. 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 So we're just well, I got a bunch long. to say. I'm just going. I'm just going to hold my tongue for right now. Church. I know where you can put your tongue, right here on this plug, as I put it in this wall socket. Anyway. We just gonna go ahead. Nope, not gonna say nothing. Nope, not gonna say nothing. Yeah, we just go ahead and do the decent part of the show thing. We have already done the indecent part by opening your mic. We're going to get back to some decency. As you can see, everything is alive and well in the office here. We're going to go ahead and bring our guests on. Everybody cool with that? Any objections? No, no objections here. I mean, I got a couple of objections. It don't matter. You ain't it stop. don't matter. You're overruled. You Shut up. Exactly. Overruled. Yeah. Overruled. All right. So we are um, introducing, or maybe not introducing, because I've seen Miss um, Hall online for quite some time. So she's not new to the scene. We're just going to spend a little time 
getting to know her work, her body of work. So, with no further ado, I present to you author Bridget Hall. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> How y'all doing? <laughs> good evening. How are you? Doing? Okay, we're good. Blessing the favor of the Lord. I am well. Blessing the favor of the Lord. Yahshua Buddha, mm. well, you know, y'all worship him. You know? All right, all right, ma'am. <laughs> we're glad to have you here. We're glad to have you here. Nice to nice to get to uh, talk to you about your body of work and not just okay. online talking about random stuff. Sounds like a, sounds like fun. I mean, you know, because that's what we do usually. We just talk about random stuff. But <laughs> we're going to get to some direct conversation. we we'll spend a little time chatting uh, with you about your book. And then um, we'll kind of let you plug everything and let the listeners know how they can find your work. But we'll do that after we kind of talk to you a little bit about um, emotional enema. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and tell people what uh let's tell people what this book is. All right. Um and I do want to say thank you again for um, having me on your show. Um unfortunately, I don't have any wine with me, so I might not be as fun as I am when I've had a few sips. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think my kids would argue to, to differ. Um, but an emotional, <laughs> an emotional enema, let that shit go, is um, a self-help autobiographical um, work that I did. Um, started on it in the spring of 2012, and I published it in December of 2012. And it's just a little bit of my thoughts that I just was sitting down. And had some time to think about the past, um, and it all kind of just came out. The the way the title of the book, um, however, came about was, this was ugh, like uh, early 2000s, um, like 2001-ish. I was riding around Austin, Texas with, um, actually we were in Round Rock with a friend girl of mine. And she was talking about um, her dad and her childhood and, you know, what her daddy didn't do, what her daddy did do, and all of this about her daddy. And I'm someone who I don't know who my father is, even right now at my age. So I kind of looked over at her, and I was like, girl, you need an emotional animal. You need to let that shit go. You know? <laughs> and I and I was like, wait, that sounds like a good book title. <laughs> so I'll write that the book like someday. That sounds like a good so. title. To, I, and I, it's something that I, I can expect Ron to be over there just salivating. He likes titles like that. <laughs> cool. He's quiet. He's quiet today. I'm, I'm going to be quiet. Go ahead. How you doing, Ron? How you doing? I, I, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm just listening to you. No, emotional enema. <laughs> Hilarious. 
Okay. Um, so in your in your book, so would you coin this to be like a self-help, or would you say this is more of your journey? You know what? I think that anybody who writes anything, they're writing from, honestly, their perspective. Um, they, you get input from other people, sure, but even, you know, eventually and ultimately, it is your individual perspective. So it's definitely a combination of um, what my journey, my personal journey, some very personal things, very private things um, that are now public, and um, but also there are, or there is information on how to how to let shit go, um, suggestions on doing doing the work of bettering oneself. We all, we would hope that all of us want to be better. Um, you know, they go through the process of getting a counselor and paying, you know, someone to tell them, well, why don't you try? <laughs> when you can go to half price books and get the same information, <laughs> the same suggestions for like five dollars and just do the work, you know. Um I think the difference is the accountability piece. People like to go to a counselor and, you know, the the one in one that one on one um interaction, I suppose, is something that they need. So, you know, everybody's needs are a little different but for me, I'm a. I love self help. I love um, that genre because I'm always trying to be a better me. Okay. I sounded a little Oprah there. Okay. So you 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 say it could be considered a self help. It does offer some suggestions about ways to let you go. We got you. Um, but then you also said something about sharing some things publicly. So. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, we pick up your book, we start to read. What are some um, private things that you make public that maybe we can um, gather a lesson from that are in your book? I talk uh, about when my emotional constipation started. Um, I was four years old, and my mother had brought my sister, my three-month-old sister and I to Texas, a little small town called Crockett, Texas. If anybody in CK listening, what up? Um, and so um, my mom, she squatted down. I was I was such a brat. I'm, I'm like uh, almost five years older than my sister. So uh I was there, you know, had a little more relationship with my mom. And the situation I can remember is she squatted down in front of me and she said, okay, Bridget, I'm about to go to the store and I'll be back and I'll bring you something back. Be a good girl. So I was like, okay, you're, you sure? <laughs> you know, she's like, yes, I'm going to be back, please, you know, because I will fall out in the floor and have a tantrum, honey, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. So... My mom left, and the next time I saw my mother, I was seven or eight. So that store was in another country. It was uh in another state, you know? 
And that's um, so, that was a far away story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, you know, began my my fear of of um, attack. You know, I have, I have like a, I'm sorry, say again. Abandonment issues. Absolutely. Yeah, that that yeah. definitely started that, and then um, what really. Like, so d- during that first year of, you know, being left there, I went to a daycare. Like, you remember, well, remember back in the day when they had the the lady who kept all the kids at her house? Like, I went to one of those. <laughs> okay. I went to one of those daycares. The neighborhood daycare. Got it. <laughs> and, uh, um, Amelia, and from auntie, everybody's auntie. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, whatever. And so um, I went there, and then I went to um, what's called, at the time it was called the Lift Center, and no one ever said to me, you know, this is what happened, Bridget, this is, here's the truth, you know, until I was, my sister and I were at the the Lift Center, and um, I needed to see my sister because I wanted to make, you know, I had that whole attachment thing going on. Um, so I needed to see my sister. So this lady named uh, Mary Black, she was, she worked in the infant room. And so she pulled me over, you know, she was holding my sister. My sister was sick for a while um, when we moved back to Texas. And so she needed a lot of attention. And Miss um, Black you know, she says to me, she says, Bridget, you need to stay. You're a big girl now. You need to stay in your class. Your sister will be fine. You need to let her go. <laughs> and so that kind of started helping me to recognize, you know, even at that little age, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm, of course, I'm putting an adult, um, adult thought behind it now. But it was it was difficult, and when I when I finally went to kindergarten, oh brother, I had issues. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I was being left again. You know, like what are you doing? I don't know these people. I was very traumatized. I didn't play with um, the other kids. My my family was pretty well off, um, so. I was kind of afforded a few opportunities. My my parents were teachers. They were educators and um, very respected in, in our community. And so I had a little, you know, little extra um, comparatively speaking to most of the kids in the neighborhood. So, um, and then just going from there and just growing up from and having, having that little four-year-old girl uh, piggyback with you know piggyback the rest of on me the rest of my life and just learning to girl you gotta let it go you know <laughs> just you can't keep doing this you know and it has so when you say you said your parents were teachers or educators when you say your parents are you referring to this mom that went to the store are you talking about no. who you were living no, with at that no, time. No. <laughs> Good question. So when I refer to my parents, that 
is the the who raised me, my family members that raised me. Um, my okay. one particular parent, um, she was my great aunt, and um, then my grandfather and my grandmother, and so they were my okay. parents. I and because I have so much respect for them, I don't, you know, most in my my. My great aunt, she did not allow us to call her mother because she was like, I'm not your mom. <laughs> That's not what this is. All right. <laughs> um, so that whenever any type of paperwork was signed, you know, it would always say parent or guardian. And I didn't like guardian, so I just was like, you know, she's my parent. So that's how that came right. about. So, But my mom is my mom. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, so we get the experience, uh, your early childhood, where we we see where maybe some of the shit that you hadn't yet let go develops, and that's where you get your attachment and abandonment issues. But what are some things that maybe, um, in your you know adolescent, older teenage years, maybe mm-hmm. any lessons there? Absolutely. Um, I re- I'm okay. I'm six one, so I've been six one for a very long time. Um, and I can say, let's see, about six, seven, junior high, six, seventh, eighth grade. Um, uh-huh. I was a good five eleven, you know. So um, I was again being being a Hopkins in the community. So that's strike one. Being that tall for a girl, that's strike two. Um, then being, you know, back in the day, the shade of your skin, and sometimes the day it can be still an issue for some people. So that was strike three. So my parents, she observed that I was the way I was walking and my posture and that I was slumping and um, that uh, you know, I wasn't walking with my head up and my so she calls me to you know to the kitchen table, and she begins to tell me her story about being an awkward black girl and um, things that she liked to do and as a, as a youth and that were that were taboo. So she told me, she says, "And Bridget, you know, people get paid to be tall." They're called models. <laughs> and it's, she just had this way of just, you know, taking something so dire to me, you know, and making, putting that twist on it and making you go, oh, okay. So um, we talked some more and she said, now I want you to get yourself together because, you know, she was telling me things and we shared some things. And so um, I know I was crying and she just said, you know, now go in the bathroom, get yourself together. Um, oh, let me backtrack. She said to me, um, because of her hair, you know, she didn't have those long, beautiful, flowing hair, you know. <laughs> she had that Nick hair, you know. <laughs> you comb it uh-huh. and Nick. <laughs> so she said, um, she told me the story, her journey, and she says, um, but I, I looked at myself and I said, Goldie, you're not the most beautiful woman in the world. 
but you damn sure ain't the ugliest. You're okay. She said, and Bridget, you're okay. And we talked, we talked. She said, now you go in the bathroom, clean yourself up, and when you come out of there, you're going to be okay. So I go to the bathroom, and I looked at myself in the mirror, and I said, Bridget, you're not the most beautiful woman in the world, but your damn show ain't the ugliest. You're okay. okay. And from that moment, my whole life began to change. The way I carried myself, the way I walked, the way I interacted with people. Um, uh-huh. And people, it's, it's weird, you know. Um, someone said that, uh, it was something, I think a CD I was listening to about Mother Teresa and how when she entered the room, and there are those people that when they enter the room, the atmosphere shifts. And uh-huh. and I... <laughs> I've had other people t- say that to me, that when you walk into work, everything shifts. You know, it's just, and I'm like, what you talking about? You know, taboo. I'm from Crockett, Texas. I walk barefoot on the ground, even right now today. Like, what are you talking about? Taboo. <laughs> <laughs> I look. I'm a Walmart shopper. Yes, I will go into Walmart looking ratchet, <laughs> <laughs> and don't care. What are you talking about? The atmosphere shifts. It's like it just does. It's the way you carry yourself. I'm like, child, boo. <laughs> I mean, and you can't argue with how you make other people feel and how you, you know, change their, the pres- your presence changes how they feel. They feel. You can't argue with that. Weird. You can't take that away from them if that's what but they say. <laughs> you got to let them have that. So, so would you say that this is where your turning point came in, and where you started to actually let shit go? Mhm. Okay. So, in, in in learning these things, or, or picking or picking up this confidence from your parents, and wearing it and walking in it. Tell us how the things were different in your adulthood. Because now you've got, you've acquired this skill and you now have this understanding. I have a a tendency to be hell on wheels at times. (laughs) Like, I just, I have to reel it back, you know. Um, My children, uh, when they introduce me, they give a pre-introduction to their friends. Okay, look, if you want to know something, matter of fact, just, just don't even ask my mom anything. <laughs> just don't ask her. Don't ask her anything. Just say hi. That's it. Do not start asking her questions because if you do, she's going to tell you the truth, and you might not like it. So, you know, and I, yeah. I mean, I'm a bit of a realist, so, and I don't, you know, I don't have tact. I don't have it yet. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I really am trying to learn not to say what I'm thinking, um, even at my age now, but that's very difficult for me. Um, and just, I've lived several different places, and I understand that people don't, people ask for the truth, but they don't really want it. You know, they they don't want the truth. Um 
because the truth oftentimes hurts. Um, we've all watched um, American Idol, and mm-hmm. we've all seen that horrible, horrible singing person that their little entourage says they can sing. <sighs> now, part of me is like, yeah, you know, okay, no, they knew that they can't sing, and it's just all part of the hype. Well, that might have happened later in the years, but early on, like American Idol was really pure. And we heard those horrible-sounding people, and no one ever told them the truth. We've heard – I have cousins who wanted to be rappers, and I was like, well, look, you know what? Mm. Here's the thing. (laughs) I'm not going to sugarcoat this because you're my cousin and I love you and I don't want you to be out here embarrassed. So here it is. Uh-huh. And I'm I'm that member of the family, you know. So it's as I've gotten older and being very confident and being um one with myself and I I like to say I'm not an expert on anything but Bridget. You know, <laughs> that's it. Right? You know what I'm saying? I can give That's you some fair. suggestions on what I've experienced and what works for me. Um, but, mm-hmm. honey, I don't know anything. You know, I'm just making this up as I go along. <laughs> and if it's yeah, working, it's working. We keep it. And if it's not, we trash it. I will understand it. I'll move around, honey. I'll be water. People don't understand. You have to keep it moving. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about the re- the reaction that you got maybe from this book, uh, this journey. Because it sounds like it's a journey. Tell us a little bit of, of the reaction that maybe your family had to some of the things that you share. I'm sure, you know, your family is either going, yeah, we didn't think you'd talk about that, or we're so glad you were able to put that out. You know, what was some of the reaction that you got? Um, The family members that have read it, um, they are really proud of me. Um okay. and it's really weird still like that's like I'm like, Shut up, you know <laughs> Girl, now you know I'm that cousin, so don't even and just you know. But they're really proud, but it makes me feel weird. Um That they're proud and, of you? No, the this is my cousin Bridget, she's an author, that thing, you know? <laughs> That's, oh, okay. I'm just your cousin. Okay, boo, like I'm just yeah. I'm just Bridget. I'm just that's all, you know. Yeah. Um, but they're really a, you know, very proud of that. And um a lot of people initially some of the feedback that I got from some of the saints about the content um <laughs> and the title um, some of them felt like the title needed to be changed because we don't want to offend God. And, you know, I said, look, God is not sitting up there going, oh, myself, I can't believe she said that. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, really? Like, get over it. I mean, look, let me tell you. Like, And I, and I am very, have a lot of scripture in my book, and I, because it's 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 in me. I grew up in the Baptist church. Um, I know a whole lot of the Bible. Cannot say that I've read all of it because can't do it. Um, But I've read a lot of it. 
um, and I know how to apply uh, the word and make it, you know, really palatable to people who tend to shun it, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm a keep a real person and I serve a keep a real God. God keep mm-hmm. it real. Like all this other stuff that people try to make him be, you know, or if you want to say her, whatever. Uh, God is not, he not on that. Like he just not, like it doesn't matter, you know, and I share in the book that I have different names, you know, different titles. So my friends, they may call me Bridge. Um, my brother, he calls me Bree. Um, my kids call me mama, you know, somebody else may call me boo or baby, you know what I'm saying? All of that. And it's still mm-hmm. me. So whatever you attribute God, that's, it's him, like, or her, whatever you want to, whatever. He ain't tripping. Okay. So having sure that, that title offended. Lengthy conversation with the saints. <laughs> it was, man. And I was like, well, it ain't going to change, baby, so. <laughs> <laughs> As long as they know, right? As long as they know. Okay, so tell me, tell or tell us um, your favorite thing about this book. You know, the the, the you know the, your favorite thing of either writing it or or publishing it or you know um, doing you know signings or there's a certain section in the book that's so wonderful. What is just your favorite thing about uh, emotional enema? My favorite thing about an emotional enema is the response I get when somebody, after somebody reads it. And they come to me, and this literally happened. So I was in Tacoma, Washington, and I was working at a company called Telecare, and it's an acute care uh, mental health facility. It's a cycle. So I had... um, sold a couple of copies to a few copies to coworkers and all this and shortly after I published it. And so this one particular person, I would not um, call her name out, but she bought the book and she read it and she, you know, read it pretty quickly. It's a really quick read. And she's like, Oh my God, Bridget, come here, come here, come here, come here. I know you got to clock in. You know what? Go ahead and clock in and just come back. <laughs> so I clock in and I come back. So she's like, Oh, my gosh. First of all, let me tell you, you are a funny lady. I did not know you were that funny. Then the next next thing she says to you, she says, but your book helped me so much. It helped me understand that it's okay to take time for me. And the tears just started pouring out of her eyes. And I'm standing there like, and this is the first time, you know, I've had that, you know, <laughs> response from somebody. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I'm thinking to myself, wait, what do I do with this? Wait, we in a psych ward. Wait a minute, girl. You need to get it together. You crying uncontrollably over here. Wait a minute. They're going to try to shoot you or something. That's what I'm thinking. So, <laughs> and she's just going through about things that have happened in her childhood things that happened in her adolescence, things that happened in relationships, and how she was always giving, 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 and she never took time for self. Mm-hmm. And I told her in the book, or I tell people in the book, it's okay to do you. It is okay to take some me time. And I right. say these words. Anybody who knows Bridget will tell you Bridget loves Bridget. 
I can't be of service to anyone if I'm not healthy, if I'm not sound. I can't help Thank anybody you. else. So that's that's my Thank favorite you. my favorite thing about the whole experience. That's that's a and that's a good favorite thing. So I mean the response you get from someone else is always a good thing. So it's it's a it's a validation and I think as writers you have to have validation. Because sometimes right. you write it's not necessarily for everybody. Um to know that you've written this piece that is therapeutic for you, but that it also helps to see someone else that's, you know, that's good. So uh, that would be a favorite of any author. I'm glad that's Absolutely. one of your favorites. Absolutely. Because I think right. also, so really I'm, going to, I'm going to go ahead and allow for Ron and Imash to throw something out there just in case. I have not covered some things that maybe they have questions about anything, and I know that Imaj is a reader, but I know Ron is uh, everything or else, so um, he might even have questions for you because he is also a writer, and he kind of writes about shit that just he needs to put out, so uh, he needs sure. to kind of clear his I wouldn't say mind because that would insinuate that he can think, but that we glob <laughs> things together. Sometimes he needs to purse that, so he writes things. Um, to anything that I didn't ask, any angles that you want to ask about her her book? Um, I'm I'm just wondering again how Amaja is the reader, and I get that long, <laughs> convoluted. Introduction about a bunch of nothing. I would never call you nothing, Ron. I would call you a whole bunch of anyway. other things, but I would never call you nothing. So, 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 Ms. Hall, let me ask you a question. When you were working in this psych ward, mm-hmm. is, is that is that where you met more? Because you were one of patients. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Now I, I was just I was just curious as to you know exactly. Oh my goodness, she's gonna get where and how. No, 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 I was just wondering but you, because you know, she's had a okay. long mental road. It's okay. All right, all right. I mean, I mean, that's I'm just uh, saying he has been part. Ron has been part of this show um, since the very early. So what mm-hmm. does that tell you? Birds of a feather. So I mean. <laughs> we pass men between the two of us, and yeah, hey, whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> y'all split the hell though. <laughs> I, I can appreciate the one thing I, mean, I, I, mean, I okay. appreciate is, is the fact of how you said when you were referred to the possibility of God being a sheep. That was impressive because not most of us give that possibility any thought. Now, you kind of poo-pooed it because you was like, whatever, she, whatever. But at least you did put it on the table, and I convinced it. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I wasn't trying to poo-poo it. It's just, you know how people get their undies in a wad about gender, you know, and and it doesn't matter. That's the point. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. 
<laughs> I don't it, think so. I, I, I don't know whether it does or doesn't matter. I, I haven't got to that point yet. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. Then we wouldn't always default it to a heat. I think, well, we could debate that, but uh, I think that's a acculturation. Um, just you, you grow up saying certain things and referring to certain things as what they are supposed to be. Like some I like the way you finish that sentence. I like the way you finish that sentence. Oh, that was, that was cute. Good, that was cute. All day. All day. All day. <laughs> <laughs> And it is 11 Here he go, trying to make friends, so she won't lock him back up. <laughs> you don't have to worry about the straight like jackets you. anymore, Ron. There are no more straight jackets. It's okay. You just mad nobody don't like you, and the only reason people come is because you paid them. It's okay. I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. I embrace my me. lack of likeness. It's okay. Don't have to like me. But you will respect me. You're supposed to say that. You know? <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a TV moment. I'm sorry. No, that was funny. That was funny. That was funny. Out there. You are something else. Yeah, I that's what I cannot stand him. <laughs> I've been told that. Are you done with your questions? Although they were not really relevant. Do you have any more questions that you would like to ask Ms. Hall? Are, are you complete with your evacuation of, of, of said, you know, bullshit? <laughs> evacuation. <Or> do you have <laughs> any more? She um, probably would full of shit. Full of shit. Um, I think I am. Like, I'm like, I'm full of shit. Um, I think that it's a constant. You know, you have to, it's just like, it's just like eating, like your diet, you know, you should, you should flush frequently. You know, we, um, we interact with people, whether we in big lots or uh, Dollar Tree, the two of my favorite places when I want to be bougie on a budget. <laughs> uh, <laughs> big lots, baby, bougie on a budget. But anyway, um, I digress. Um, I think we go through a process of, you know, of accumulating things from other people, um, taking on, especially with friends. You know, we listen to our friends, you know, we listen to our significant other spouses, whatever, and about their day and, oh, this motherfucker, you know, this motherfucker, you know, something, it's always something. And that gets in your psyche. And at some point, you have to be like, okay, wait, I need a minute. <laughs> it's too much. This too much. This too much. And so you have to constantly know what your limit is you know and there is for me especially there's a limit to other people's bullshit to me and it's you know it's a limit I can only take so much and I've met my quota for the month already so um I digress but yeah I think you uh I think it's a process an ongoing process just ongoing cleansing purifying and keep it moving be water I wonder if I did one of those those cleanses would I end up flushing Ron. I I don't know. <laughs> you might please say something because this this one is getting on my last nerve. 
Go right ahead. I knew I was Will doing it. everything right. I knew it. Oh, my Lord. I'm just here. Seems interesting. Okay. Okay, so as, as we um get to this second segment, I want to make sure that we give you the opportunity to let everyone know how they can um, support you and purchase your book. Absolutely. I will um, also, like, drop a link in the comments, um, but you can – I'm on Amazon, and I am on Kindle, so it's just an emotional enema. Um, let that shit go. And it's shit with an asterisk. And um, someone told me that they had to look it up through my name on Amazon, which is Bridget with no D. B R I G E T T E Hall, and the last name is West. Um, on a Bridget Hall either, or just Google me, baby. Google me, baby. Google. Mhm. <laughs> As with many of us nowadays, we can be Google. Ron can be Google, but what you're gonna get is probably a lot of Pornhub things. So. <laughs> Um, so the last time somebody Googled me, I, I propose. Don't don't listen to this. <laughs> don't listen to this. Anyway, so we we want to thank you so much, Miss Hall, for being part of our wind down evening. No, thank you. Thank you for offering. And um, as we move into our second segment of our show. We also will start a new live feed for um, the purposes of, you know, if Ms. Hall wants to share her live feed, she won't be able to share it without having all of the other stuff that is liable <laughs> to happen in that feed. So those of you who are part of the interview feed, we're going to be switching over to another live in a moment. And then we are going to also give you the opportunity to say your good night to Arthur Bridget Hall. Awesome. And thank you for being with us. And we're going to go ahead and get started on this. Second phase of the wind down. So thank you so much, Bridget. Thank you for having me. It was a All pleasure. Right. Thank you for coming. It through. was awesome. Thank you. So the second part of the evening is a discussion, and we actually kept. Um, that whole theme of letting shit go, but we applied it to um, relationships because we had a question about what about you know relationships in general, like especially in this day and age when it seems like relationships are so many more things than just one. You know what I mean? You know how we used to say, mm-hmm. yeah, we dating, and it meant the same thing to just almost every damn body. 
Right. Isn't like yeah. it anymore. Mhm. It's so not. It's both. We're gonna start our new live feed, talking about when to let shit go in relationships, because we got some discussion to do. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm prepared. I'm ready to let some shit go. You sound like you might even want to vent us a little bit, too. I mean, <sighs> but this is the place to do that if that's what you want to do. I mean. just sound so, like that. I ain't going to lie. I, I sound like she wanted to really personalize my whole statement. I just something. Uh, Ron, shut the hell up. I, I just have to say something to Imaj. Mm-hmm. Why don't you let remember? that shit go? <laughs> Imaj, do you remember? Notice how I keep talking when he opens his mouth. Do you remember when I posted the question on Facebook and it was saying, um, how do you know when it's time to end a relationship? That was the question I posted uh-huh. on Facebook. Right. And you remember, it was just like a slow little, you know, here and there comment. Some people was like, oh, they funny. I'm going to say when you post this, uh, people, come on, catch it. Come on, catch a clue. Shamor's been doing this for a minute, and you guys know I will ask any damn question on my Facebook page from, you know, small penis to big penis to what Jesus do you praise. I ask any kind of question. So please don't read these questions and think you know my life because you don't know my life. That question is not about me. Some of you came on the post to check me. Like, if you have to ask this question, oh, what's wrong with you? That's not, that's, yeah, that's not, that's not what it's there. However, but then, Imaj, I don't know if you've been on that post. I didn't go back. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go over here. Well, let me stop what I was actually doing. Away from that post, we have struck a nerve with (gasps) Miss Rashida One E Walker, and Rashida One E Walker has towed his damn post up. Oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Rashida commented. Have you? Do you see the number of comments that Miss Rashida has made on this post? So I am talking. I need to let her know that she is now. Um, um, Rashida, I got some questions. Facebook Live famous, uh, Wind Down Live famous. Girl, we talking about you. Somebody on the show. take Rashida's Facebook from her at this point. Okay, so let's listen. Rashida, are you going through it? Because I'm just you saying, have to wait I'm letting her know. Too many. I'm just letting her know. You are now part of the Wind Down Live show. Yeah, because you you are sparking some discussion for me. Because I, I want to ask some questions about some of the stuff she has written. I don't even want to. So would you take some of those so, things while you're all so on listen. the page and, and check it out just a little bit? Um, mm. I'll listen. I read two and I was done. So why do you have you to You were done? Let me tell you, my attention, okay, so today my attention span has been that of a fly. It really has been. I haven't been focused. Um, <laughs> it's really, it really hasn't done anything for me today. 
Um, so as she had. And, oh, wait, can I pause y'all for one second? Can I pause y'all for one second? Last week, she, she still was saying got that they Yes, she is. She says, so, well, people last week said they can't really hear you guys. So I turned my volume up as well as I can. I don't know if your mics are loud. Can you turn your mics up so people can hear you a little bit better? I don't know if that'll help. But I just want to throw it out there. Your mic might be as loud as it can possibly be, and people just need to listen close. I don't know. But I think I'm all the way on top of my volume. But, okay, okay. so I'm going to read some of these. I know y'all can probably go and read some of these, but I'm going to read some of them. Um, when you can't lie to yourself, anyone else. If you can't lie to yourself anymore about being happy in it, okay, I get that. Awesome sauce. Um, when you have to admit you're settling, okay, maybe. But some of this shit, like, don't say which one. Don't say which one. Some of this shit, like, what? <laughs> okay, so I think I'm to read more. Wait a minute. When you lose your religion thinking about them, no, nobody should never take you to that place. When you, okay, so this is what one that kind of pisses me off when you're just in it for the kids. I would never stay mm-hmm. in a situation just because of the kids. Um, I under, They'll have to just understand. Like, I understand that, you know, we have these chats together, and but if you're – making my life a miserable hell, and hell is already a place that's supposed to be miserable, and you're making it more miserable than that? Why are we saying? Because that is now filtering into my kids. Okay. Um, do I have to keep reading this shit? Oh, I'm sorry. I just, I just, I'm sorry. I just, I just thought that you had kind of been monitoring that close with me, and I thought you would like to see when it took a whole other turn. So, um, it's just um, too much. Um, I this is not this is where I was saying, hey, it's not that deep. It's about as kitty pool shallow as it wants to be. Um, it wasn't like, I mean, but this now know, leads me to so, think that maybe she's going through some shit. Maybe she got too many suggestions for that shit. I'm sorry. I mean, I mean hey, you know what? We don't know people's journey. It could be that she's out of a situation where. You know, she learned all this shit in that same situation. All these lessons were there. And these are all the times when she had to let that shit go so she could let herself out. Maybe she is having an emotional enema right now. Live on my Facebook post, we have an emotional, (laughs) I can't even get it out of my lips, an emotional (laughs) enema happening in real time. On that post, okay. because she had broken it down about twenty-seven times on her own, and then I, I told her, I said, uh, "I just let her know, I was like, hey, Rashida, we just you then became um, part of the show. We're discussing all of your comments." And she said, "Girl, give me a mic, so that could be something." All right, Rashida, you here? You on the line? Okay. Was she not on the line yet? I don't know. I, I threw her out the bed. Mm-hmm. You, you you wanna get on in here and Rashida let us know. We'll let you get this mic for a minute. Maybe you can teach Ron a thing of twelve, thirteen, or twenty eight. And a thing of thirty. 
Jesus Christ. Hey, baby, she was going in. And you know what? And I look at it like this. I'm like, there should be, you ever have that point where you're like, okay, I'm prepared to let this shit go. I am accepting the mm-hmm. fact that this is exactly what it is. I am ready. And then that person, so I was about to say something else, that right does something and pulls you, pull you right back in. Like, look, look right back I in. was prepared. Right back in. Isn't that something? It's like, baby, I'm trying to let it go, and you're trying to keep me here. You're trying to keep me in that place of shade. I'm trying not to be shady. You ever have that moment? Like, I'm trying to let I'm you go. I'm trying to deal with you like a human being, and you keep pulling me back down to the depths of hell, and you're going to make me be that shady bitch again. And you're going to make me show my natural bone red ass. And and I'm waiting on Ron. Anytime, Ron. I know you got some dumb shit no, to say. You, you already know I, I, I'm lined up. I'm lined up, but I'm I'm, I'm showing restraint. <laughs> what, what's going no. on? Restraining? Bring it on. Us, man. We, still, we deal with you. We deal with you on a regular. You don't have to restrain it. Bring it on. No, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very calm and, 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 and reserved today. I'm just going to sit back and listen to you two. You shit for the 857th time. That's all I'm going to do. <laughs> The word of the night tonight's letter. That is the word. So it's been brought to you by tonight's the letter. Show is brought to you by the letter. That shit go. Don't don't feel like that, Ron. We we don't want to ostracize you. No, I'm not oh, ostracize. She's calling in. She's calling in. We gonna get Rashida on this here line. And we gonna let that shit go, Rashida. We're going to let that shit go, Rashida, for real. To work this out of her system. We're going to let her put this, this smack down right here. This is, is that Rashida this then or is that Rashida? wind down live therapy session for Rashida Rashida with one E. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. We're here for we're you. I'm going to let you. And got a counseling so Rashida, license the first. Would you, if you called in, would you go ahead and hit one so I can know your line so you can... Go ahead and tell us what you want to throw on the list. All right. Right. That's because we know well, your point so of view. Don't mean we know your phone number. Down, uh, Rashida, let's, let's welcome her. Huh? Uh, welcome, Rashida. Yeah. Welcome with Wani. Thank you. Wani. Yes. Wani. Uno e. How are y'all okay. doing? How- we're good. How are you doing? That is the question. How are you doing? I will be better after I finish this glass of wine. Mm-hmm. I will. She brought oh, wine. Yeah, She's friends. You are supposed oh, yeah. to be here. We do this pop. with the wine. This is for the yeah, wine right I now. You wine. You get your wine and you wine on down. You go home and run this list. Who who we need to who we need to get. Who we need to pull up on, Rashida? Who, who, who got you writing this whole list no. right here? Well, first of all, let me just say this. I honestly, despite the uh, moment, the epiphany that I've had that I definitely need to end the relationship, I don't wish anything bad on um, on my hopefully ex. He just won't leave. You was about to say his name. Um, you was about to say his name. I, I felt the showing no, up. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, <laughs> we got so one show that tells people's names, honey. Mm-hmm. No, it's not that. I, there's still a 
level of respect that I have for the person who's, like, been in my life for all this time. So I'm not a basher or anything. I just want to say that part of breaking up is not for the other person. It's for you. Like, sometimes you have to be able to say, what do I deserve? And it's not that, oh, well, this person did this to me or they haven't done this. No, that's not it. It's just like, you know what? I have some personal desires, and if I don't fulfill them for myself, then I can't blame anyone but me. So it's um, not – I'm not taking this as an opportunity to in any way, like, you know, go ham on somebody. That's not it. It's just like when you wake up one day and be like, you know what, this isn't working for me anymore, and you got, like, all the evidence that you need, like, it's time for you to step. So, okay, because it looks like as you started to post um, your answers about mm, 20 minutes ago, there's something snapping. You was like, you know what, and if this shit happened, and if this shit happened, and if you do this, and if you don't do that, and if you can't do and you just kind of started to do this uh, verbal vomit or written vomit uh-huh. or whatever you want to call it, and it was like it was clicking, and you started, I mean, you came rapid fire with these comments. I was like, damn, she didn't even put a period before she got to the next beginning. <laughs> Some things was happening in that head of yours over there. So I want to congratulate you, number one, for having that epiphany as you were writing this stuff. And then for not being ashamed of, like, applying some of the things that you were saying to other people to your damn self. Like, sometimes that is the hardest thing for us to do is to take our own uh, advice and apply it. And so I hear you saying that, and this is the beginning. You might not hang up and say, motherfucker, get your shit. You might not do that. But at least you are thinking about what you need, and that's what's important. That man yeah. just stomp his pinky toe at this point and say shit, and she be like, "Go, bye." <laughs> That's how close to the edge. I'm that's how close to the edge she is at this point. Like, hey, look, listen, you stomped your toe in the wrong is, place. You need to leave today. I don't even know if she is close to the edge anymore. It's like she hanging, she is levitating on the other side of the edge, and she's saying, I wish a motherfucker would. That's what I hear. I don't know yeah. what you hear, but that's what yeah, I Yeah, I've been mentally checked out of the relationship for about two months. Yeah, I just, okay. you know, when you get to the point where you really just no longer care, period, like you don't care about hurting your feelings, you don't care about, Oh well, what if they get mad at me? You you just really don't care. Like everything it don't even that you matter. didn't say, yeah, that you didn't say because you wanted to like spare somebody's feelings that you just letting them have it now. Like yeah, it's it's time to go. It ain't even no. Let's fix it. Let's work on it. Like no, you mm-hmm. you had your chance. Mm-mm. Okay. No. Okay. So so one e. Let me ask you a question. Here we go. Here we what go up? with this male perspective. Get ready. We gonna fight him too. We'll fight you in the parking lot. Come on. No, it's not a male perspective. It's just a question. Do you know if he feels the same way? He doesn't. He doesn't. He wants he that. He wants. Like, this is one thing that I can say. Normally, it's like you hear all the time, uh, you know, women, like, just settling for anything in a relationship. Like, somebody just wrote a book about uh, how she stayed married by allowing, like, the man to have, like, side chicks and all this type of stuff or whatever. Normally, it's the woman 
um, saying all the stuff that she puts up with. And I can say that I am a lot. I am in no way, like, in the dark about that. I am a lot, but relationships are work, period. So I'm not just going to, like, you know, think that I'm too much to handle because, I mean, like, I'm human. We all got our issues. But whatever I throw at this man, he is just not willing to leave. He don't want to go. And, I mean, like, if and I how long have y'all been together? I mean, and I'm crying. You can say I'm not years. answering that some more. No, no, yeah, almost four years. And I'm just like, when you, when you like, remove any ambiguity, like, there is no you can read into this at all. When it's like, I don't want to be with you. I no longer see this relationship going anywhere. I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied emotionally, physically, intellectually. I am no longer in this relationship anymore. So is there a chance that we can work it out? Like, damn. Like, no, 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 no. You don't check any boxes anymore. No. So I'm just like, why Why are you still trying to fix this? Like, in my situation, since there's a child, I'm like, can we start working on being good friends for our child, like being the co-parent, like instead of mm-hmm. trying to hold on to a relationship. Like we are going to be connected for the rest of our lives. We have a wonderful son. He is beautiful. He's intelligent. I love him to death. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I can't like deny his father's <laughs> participation, involvement, like his hand in all of that, my son being who he is. Cannot deny that. I will never take that away from him. But we can be great parents and not be great lovers, you know? <laughs> like, so since we can't be good at one, why take away from the other? Because, like, I just, I, mm-mm, no, no. Mm-mm. Okay, okay, okay. I got, I, 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 got, I got another one on the F. Um, so <laughs> now it's got to this point where you feel this way. Has there been a point previous to this where you actually point where, you know, you set up the game plan, you may have went to something to counseling or something? Yes. Um, and it's always me putting the action behind that plan. And it can't be one person that's all the muscle in the relationship. At some point it has to be compromised and it has to come from both ends. And when you realize that, one person is just saying all the right things but not doing all the right things, then it's time for, like, one part. Well, for me, in my situation, like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Like, it's just, no, you can say, say like, fool me three times, throwing the peace sign. Oh, my bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> so my question is, or just an idiot with a mic. Um, so my question is, have what type of uh, conversation have you had? Like, I I'm, I'm trying to imagine you sitting down and saying, "Look, Wednesday's your last day. This is your two week notice. It all came in one day. You got to get the hell up out of here." So oh, let's hey, talk hey, about stop, the plan stop, for visitation. Stop, 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 I mean, stop. stop. No, Wait, hold no, on. Before you go there, before you go there. Who lives with who? Is it a cohabitation, or does he live with you, or do you live with him? Um, we could say cohabitation, but it's my name on everything. So All right. legally, oh, okay. I have the right to be like step. But I can't deny, like he is a great provider. He's a great provider, provider of course. 
Yeah. You don't stay and somewhere for four years and have this much sense, and he's not a great provider. Not gonna happen. Yeah. So he so he is all these wait, great things. How do you know how much sex they had? Hmm. What? You say you don't stay somewhere for four years and have this much sex? Is that what you said? No, she did not say that. I I need you to open up your ears. I did not say that. What the hell is living? That's what I heard. I heard. Mm. I was like, how you know how much sex happened? I didn't hear that part of the conversation. Can't you tell? Can't you tell them six weeks up? I'm just saying, you know, at at what point, like, how often have you been straightforward with where you want to go in this relationship? Like, at, at what point could he stop trying to infer what you're saying and say, oh, no, she just came out and said it? You know, how, when, did, when, how many times have you blatantly say said this is over? Ago, I say about two years ago, and that I'm saying two years because that's when I left and moved states. <laughs> like for seven months. <laughs> so, like, so you I moved mean, away. The message was yes, driven I all the way home. Away. You said, like, deuces. Yes, I I'm moved. Out. Like, I turned in the keys and I was like, bye. Like, he helped load the U Haul truck. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> and then you. Okay, like, and then how care. did the cohabitation happen again once you left? I will be honest. I will be that person and say, I was stupid. I fell for the okie doke. <laughs> like I did, like I I. So you you came that. back, or you allowed him to come to you where you were? I did. Against the the advice of my family, like against like you know the advice of my friends, I didn't listen. And I was like, he's changed. We worked on such and such. We read the five love languages together. We worked on communication, and like it was just a very humbling experience for both of us until he got what he wanted, and then those same behaviors started repeating themselves. And it's just like, here I go. Like, I got away once. I got to get away again. And this time, like, as I said, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. The same behaviors, because here's here's one of the questions that that kind of affects your support system, too. When you say the same behaviors, are you talking about, Outright disrespect, um, dating, you know, uh, fooling around on you or calling you out of your name, you know, things that people can outright see happening. Are you talking about the subtle things like not providing you with the type of support you need, not seeming to be interested in in your desires, your advancements in work? What what do you, when you say the behaviors arise again, what type of behavior? I will say he does all the right things. Oh, well, then and this is your fault, then. Huh? Jesus well, then this Christ. is your fault. This is your fault. See, if you'd have had two E's in your name, this wouldn't have been happening. <laughs> two E's in your name. Because my thing is, you know, if you've been feeling some kind of way for two years, I'm just wondering, like, when when you move away, when, when you guys say it's over... I can honestly say I've been feeling like this, honestly, since about four months after we got together. <laughs> like, I, I didn't say Woo, that. what a shadow. Um, okay. What a shadow. That is a long, long shadow. It is. Okay, I got the question. And, I got the question. And like, you ready for this? That's when I said, hold on, go ahead. What's his name that you 
are involved with because it got to be somebody else that's pulling you away from Mr. Man. So what's the you other right? dude? Right. And I will give you a name. I will give you a name. It is Jesus. I, I had it in my head. It was on top of my head. I, I said, she going to say Jesus. She going to say I, Jesus. It's, it's not so did you hear person. that, Ron? Did you hear that, Ron? He is a Mexican fella. <laughs> His name is Hazel. <laughs> it's really Jesus. This is for the show. We got the blurry, fuzzy thing over him. We call him Jesus on the show. His name is Jesus. Okay. So... <laughs> What, because here's here's what it sounds like. Here's what it sounds like to 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 us, like on the show, right? She done messed so with new dick, like, and she ain't fucking with old boy. Right? That's what it sounds like. And it don't hurt her. She has been so empowered by the possibilities of this new piece. Not just maybe Pain. physically. Maybe he's also there mentally and emotionally because he didn't turn. He didn't let a fire in that thing. He didn't live a fire so deep in that thing. She said this other man can't even, he can't even touch no, her mentally. Stop, he can't like, touch her emotionally. <laughs> I know that this is entertaining or whatever, but this is real life right now. Like, it's it's not another dude. And I, I, can't, I can't even laugh at that because what happened for me was, like, when the relationship didn't just turn sour, but it turned to be physically aggressive. And, like, oh, that, that's, that's what different. happened for me. Yeah, like yeah, that's so, way different. No, that's no more not, entertaining. No, it's it's not any of that. And so, I mean, it it would be like, of course, you know, like the the stick, like oh man, like she even met another guy that put it down. It's never been another guy. This is about me and like what I'm worth. This is about self worth. Like my dad used to tell me all the time, it's like I'm raising a flower and not a weed. And I realized that by settling. I've been basically acting like a weed. And, I mean, like, when you just had that moment of clarity, like, that, you know what, I deserve better than this. I am more than this. I, but, I mean, I can do that. But weed myself. is so much better to smoke than a flower. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. So, Rashida, with one E, yeah. we're going to have to – because we need to we need to get into this a little bit deeper, but we we can't make you put all your business out there because you mentioned something that's really 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 important to me, and I never suspected that was where we were going with this. But you know, domestic violence is a real personal issue for me, and and <laughs> when I hear that, that's something that I'm going and and that's something I'm going. Hey, this is for real. Like you have got to get out of that situation. Because right. any kind of violence situation uh, where it's an attack on your mental or your emotional is terrible. But when it starts to regress mm-hmm. to a physical, it becomes a different dimension only because that physical can cost you your life and it does not take much because you cannot control someone else's response to you. And um, having been a victim on a, from a different angle of domestic violence, um, I, I don't play with it, so that's very Thanks. serious, and and you cannot minimize it. You cannot say, well, you know, right now, he's, you know, he just pushed me, or it doesn't matter. Any any mm-hmm. behavior done in anger to inflict pain on someone else is too much. There's no minimizing that. So you got to get out of that. 
And please don't. And this is coming from that angle that I am a victim of. Don't ever think your children don't know. Don't ever think your children don't see. Don't ever think that your children are not affected. And don't ever think that your children need you to stay somewhere where you are being mistreated. Because when their mother's mistreated, they are being mistreated. Right. And And they they have a sense of that that you are out of this world. I would just like to say that I appreciate um, you offering, you know, that portion of your story because as I've been getting, like, you know, support and I've been finding, like, you know, angels <laughs> that, you know, I didn't know. Trust me, I'm I'm still in a new city, like, and all that type of stuff. So I don't really know people here, but, I mean, like, people come out the woodworks and, it's like, you know, they, they will help, like, you know, when they realize that somebody is in need. And what I'm learning is that it is extremely common, um, and it's just not talked about. And I will say that I don't, I don't want like the the problem that we see like on social media because I mean what we connected on Facebook like you always see like the worst of the worst and like you know just the the most traumatic and the grotesque of the grotesque and you know it almost seems as if like yours situation isn't as sensational as someone else's then it doesn't matter but right as you said too much is too much and like recognizing the signs recognizing the signs like knowing that all abuse isn't physical all abuse isn't like verbal it's emotional it's financial like I mean when it like diminishes your self-worth like I mean like when you realize that you are a shell of your former self like when your light doesn't mm-hmm. shine as brightly as it did from within, like um, since you've met this person, it's time to go. And like, <laughs> it's not about another dude; it's about you. Like, I mean, you can't and, love and someone what, else if you, know you love yourself. It's, it's just like that song. This is about someone else, and that other person that this is about is you. That's the person that has been neglected in your decision to settle and then your decision to be somewhere where you're not being fed on all the levels that a person requires when they're connecting to another person. And by choosing to stay in a situation that you have been in far too long, you had to choose someone, and you chose yourself. And so, yeah, right now you are dating your better self. Do you want to marry your better self? Then you're going to have to go ahead and dump this other dude so that you can go ahead and have a matrimony of appreciating yourself. So I can mm-hmm. say all kind of things all night. But is that legal you, in the United States? Is that, is that legal? It is. You can marry yourself. And I'll perform the nuptials if you would like for me to. Certificate? Um, <laughs> you need a certificate for that? Is there a marriage certificate? Yeah, there's a certificate. And you sign it. And I hope you watch this video because I'm going to show you how you sign it. It's a one-finger signature. So um, it. And then doing that, though, really, Rashida, you have got to find that little piece of empowerment that you have left. And if that empowerment doesn't come from you, it's okay. If that empowerment comes from you looking into the eyes of your children and realizing that you do not want to set them in your cycle where they say this is normal and let me get one just like this, then that's where you find your empowerment because – I did not 
completely repeat the um, cycle. I got started in it, but I recognized it. And so bad guys that I was dating, he, all he did was kind of push me a little bit, um, mm-hmm. followed me a little bit, uh, showed up to places he shouldn't have showed up to. How did you know I was here kind of? Um, right. And then I realized this is not a relationship. This is not normal. People don't just go through this. Um, right. And, that sounds like a and, movie. But that's and so, real life, and we experience it every day. Like, right, and nobody not, that, you know, people could know that I was dating him and people could see me out somewhere without him and see me physically and not ever think anything was wrong because there were no bruises, there were no broken bones. Nobody would say, oh, he beats her. You, there would be nothing you could see to tell you that. But there was things that happened that I realized this is the beginning of the cycle. And do I want it to escalate to where... It was in my family where my mom had to wear her sunglasses to work and keep them on all day at work and had to put mounds of makeup. My mom didn't even wear makeup to to go to work, to go to her place that helped her take care of her family. She had to cover herself in makeup that she didn't even really wear, didn't even know how to put it on accurately. But in order to be able to sit in her office space where she has to be a professional with a black eye, you know, that is terrible, but with the job she had and the benefits that she had to take care of her family and make sure that her kids were taken care of, she couldn't miss work. She wasn't right. going to miss her, lose her job. That was her livelihood. She's not going to lose her job because she, that's how she takes care of her babies. When you have to make those kind of decisions, something's wrong, and you cannot be okay with that. So, that's I'm the reason I hate Don't the... sit there long enough to let it escalate to where you are um, advertising abuse physically. It's mm-hmm. not worth it. That's the reason I hate the phrase, like, beat face when people talk about, like, makeup. Like, because that's a trigger for me. Like, like I need to get my face mm-hmm. beat. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. that's where that comes from. Like, you know, and the fact that it's, like, glamorized and popularized, like, man, this is real life. Like, people going through this stuff. And I'm glad that you used the word escalate because you never fall in love with a monster. <laughs> like, let no. me just say that. You never fall in love no. with a monster. No. And you, and you don't automatically fall out of love with a person just because they do something damaging to you at the first well, time. Well, I know some women who fall in love with my monster. I know. Uh, Yikes! Jesus Christ! But those are those are the misconcepts that 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 are definitely part of this conversation (laughs) that you want to have. Those are definitely the misconcepts, and you definitely got to talk to people about those misconcepts because it's a falsehood to think that the first time um, a man that you love hits you or pushes you or does something that is physical to you that you're going to be like, oh, I don't love him no more. I'm about to go leave and go to my mama's house. That's not how that shit works. There is an element to being in love that makes you think that you can love someone better to a better place, mm-hmm. to make them better, to improve them. To And 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 everybody cannot be fixed. And love is not a, a, a magic spell that you can cast over people and they're perfect. That's not how that works. So you don't fall 
in love with a monster, but you don't fall out of love with a monster in a second. It's not. It doesn't happen that quickly. So those are the and that because I, I I am in the midst of of talking about this with teenagers, and the first thing that some of them says, why is this? Why didn't she just leave? Like that's not how this works. You know, it's just like your best friends. Your best friends can do shit to you, and then they can say, I'm your best friend. And you like, but you did that. Okay, but we're friends. I mean, you know, and this is trying to break this stuff down to their level, but they don't get it. Like, you don't just stop being with somebody because they did something to hurt you. It takes a moment for you to release that and realize that you need to release them. So um, definitely we're glad you called in because we definitely wanted to know where that moment came from because it was like, um, she is got a little diarrhea here. But um, <laughs> you said Beverly. <laughs> Can you just shut up? Can you just shut up? Um, Rashida with one E. <laughs> don't be a stranger to my inbox. Uh, we need to finish our conversation. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for you. So, like, yeah, like, hit me up, and I will do the same. From one sister to another, thank you for the words of encouragement, empowerment. Um, wait, yep, wait, I I'm, just, I'm sorry, and, and, and I'm not a sister, and, and, and I don't <laughs> dispute nothing that was just said. But what I do know is that as as much truth as it is is that it don't happen overnight, there mm-hmm. is truth in it does happen overnight. You can just be like, I'm out right now, today, if you so choose. It may be a little harder. It may be a little more obstacle that you have to jump. But um, it can be done just like that. So if that's the, the situation that you're in, well, we can say it like dire. this. We can compromise like this, Ron. It might not happen overnight, but it can definitely happen one night, in one night. That shit can happen in one night. How about that? All right, so now over in one night, what the hell is the difference? I didn't interrupt you when you were speaking, so can you please, you know what I'm saying, show me the same respect because I will have yeah, to reach out. Just, as well. I just don't let you keep talking. I'm going to mute your mic so you're talking to your damn self like you always are. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You're really trying to be nice. Like, he was trying to be the good guy. He was trying. Thank you, Imaj. Thank you. I, I mean, Thank you, Imaj. Just, I feel like he's not always a horrible person. And he, he is he trying. a horrible person. There was going to be something horrible in this comment. Just wait for it. No, it wasn't. My only thing is, is that if you really feel threatened, then don't keep yourself in a threatening position a day longer. You know? I um, agree. So, I mean, yes, it, it, it may be a slow slide out, but it could also be a quick exit. So don't don't just think there's one way to skin that cat. That's my only point. And I appreciate that. Cause like that's some real talk. <laughs> so, and we, right, well, we thank you, too. honey. And maybe it might be a little easier if you could purchase an E for your name. If you could do that, you know what I'm saying, and get two E's. And there it went. There it went. I will. Oh, I will all the credit for being I'll good and great. Well, you guys, it's been real. I'm going to finish my glass of wine, and I will definitely like more info of the show. Like, I didn't realize, is this a podcast or, like, this is my first time hearing about Rock Talk. 
in the blog, blog talk. All right. Well, I need the link. So, yeah, I'll definitely be checking you guys out because it's uh, definitely some interesting topics. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to share that link with you later on this evening. And it's also, you've been live, too. So you've been Facebook Live. You've been um, blog talk uh, recorded. And, um, yeah, you are Internet fame, girl. Internet fame. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for calling in. And we're going to make sure we stay in contact with with Rashida. I'm going to go ahead and shut your mic off at this point. And we're going to go ahead and wind down with our little 90 seconds and 60 seconds or whatever we got left here. Andre talking about he forgot to call in. Shut up, Andre. He ain't forgot to call in. He probably don't want to play with little cars and stuff like he, he's been doing today. He's been doing the most. You know what I'm saying? No. He does the so absolute most. Bow Wow is out here doing in the street doing the most. Cause Black Bow Wow Twitter. said he was just looking for a real quick. Uh, stock photo. That's it. He was sitting there waiting for mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. airport. He got him a quick mm-hmm. little stock photo. Mm-hmm. He threw that up there right quick. Y'all mm-hmm. come back talking about how Byron ain't had no job, ain't got no money. And he's like, man, I was just, you know, Googling a little stock photo. I knew it wasn't me. But I'm just saying I roll like this sometimes back in the day when I no, had No, sir, you roll but, regular class like the rest of us black people in the street. Come on now. No. So, you weren't even in first is, class at that. He's just little owl weed. That's it. No more bow wow. That's hurt. He just hurt everybody and he's hurt. It's like a little bit sad to sit down and be quiet. That's sad, that's sad, that's sad. But it's okay, though. It's okay. Your no mama named you sad. You still bow out of me, okay, boo? You still the same little bow out of me. He's still a little bow out Wasn't he in the movie where he wanted the little tennis shoes making play bed or something? I don't know. I ain't following your career like that. I'm just saying. He's like Mike, too. Oh, you stupid for that. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> He's still a little dude with the braids. That's what I see when I see him. A little dude oh, with the braids. They want to be Snoop. And I feel your pain, but what I'm saying is, at least you sit in the business section of the plane, and they can't never take that. That's something they can't take away from you, little Bow Weezy. They can't never take that away. You wasn't in the back of coach. At least you was. How you know he was in the business class? There's TVs all over them planes, honey. How you know he was in the business class? He was in the front of the... Mm Mm-mm. That was... He was was in the the regular seats where my regular ass sits. What? He was in the regular Well, maybe he was trying to be incognito, because sometimes he don't like all them groupies knowing, and what better way to hide from the groupies than to be right where the groupies are, and they won't even know you're famous. So, so that you was a good disguise. What? That was a good disguise, looking like a regular, old regular. Um, good job. Oh no, you regular, Shad. You're an old regular dude. It's okay. Do you still live with your mama? Well, at least he bought his mama's house that he lived in with her. I mean, so that that ought to get him some points. Is there right? a reason why you can't live separately from your mama? You almost thirty year old Negro. He can't do two mortgages right now because he got all them jets and stuff. 
He I ain't know got you no saw the private bitch. jet in the picture. That's all. And that was a private-ass public lie. I'm trying to help you, Val. I'm trying to help you, Val Weezy, but this ain't working out. So You better off than give him some goddamn album sales and helping him out in this situation. What the hell? You're so stupid. Dre is dumb. What? Ah, why do I let him see on my live and harass me? I don't harass you on your live with your little matchbox cause that you talking about doing about right family. You know you show you should be shamed. That's the same for God and everybody. You you ain't right, Okay. Okay, so no, he ain't anyway, right. He never been right. I just wanna let Ron have a minute. Ron needs this minute right now. Ron, we're giving you this minute right now to go ahead and get some stuff off your chest. So well, I, I, I don't necessarily have nothing to get off my chest. If you if you're referring to the office earlier about Nelson Mandela, and when he came home from those 28 years on Robin Island, got onto a plane flown by a black man, and he was worried, and he realized he had internalized all that racism over the years, and not thinking that this black man could fly the plane properly, so. He started a a, a a self-hate type thing where he didn't believe his own people was good enough to perform the position that he had normally thought white people was strictly. I say that to say I look at certain things nowadays and, and it seems very trivial. It seems very simple. But we're doing the same thing. And I know, um, all right, let's just look at something real simple like basketball. Everybody know about basketball. You look, you see, oh, the Golden State Warriors, they got such a good team. KD don't went out there, and he went out there. These players are getting together, and these players are making decisions, and they're ruining the game. But five years ago, ten years ago, whatever it was, when the general managers was doing this, it was okay, or that was a great general manager. So if the general manager can put player A, player B, and player C together, it's a great general manager. But when the players put themselves together, is what are they doing? So if master put the plantation together, it's okay. But if the slaves say we want our own plantation, then what are y'all doing? I mean, just think of it. The owner don't care because the owner is writing the check regardless, whether the players agree or whether the general manager does it. The fans don't care because the fans are going to ride behind a winner. It's that middle group that always care, the people who are left out of the decision-making. And it's like, when you look at it, and that, that, that's something very small, but when you look at it, the people who used to make the decisions have been taken out of the decision-making process, so now it's a problem. Okay, let's look at this whole thing right now um, with LaVar and Lonzo Ball. They got the Lonzo tools, $495. And everybody's up in arms. Why are these sneakers $495? How would you do this? Who's going to buy them? And I'm not buying them here. Don't get it wrong. But why are we upset? You got people paying six, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars $900 for a pair of Gucci's, for a pair of Prada's, for a pair of Louis. And if it's not in your price point, it's not in your price point. That's, that's, that's up to you to decide how much you spend. 
but let's not criticize a black man for starting a business where I don't know the whole structure of the company, but I'm assuming he's getting most of his money and his boys. Why are we demonizing him for having a price point that's a little above what we would normally spend on a pair of sneakers? If Nike was involved and Nike had a pair of two or $300, and, oh, Nike does have two or $300 sneakers, my bad. Um, if Adidas was involved in it, oh, no, they do it too. So it's okay for them to do it, but when this man does it, it's an issue. Now realizing that it could be a marketing strategy so that when his younger sons come out, now you have the Leangelos for 250 or you had, a, you know, what's the other one's name? Lamellos for 125 And now realizing that the price point can't just start out where it's at and the other one subsequently it'd be cheaper. You don't know what's going on, but we're so quick to demonize but we ain't demonizing Gucci for having these $500 shoes. But $500 pair of sneakers for a black man, oh, that's the issue. So, I mean, and, and it's little things. Do you think that that, do you, do you think that the, that is, I've heard a different argument of just about um, having enough skin in the game from, you know, sports heads, um, complaining that he hasn't, done enough in the sports arena and that there are people that worked longer and harder that didn't feel like they had the reputation enough to enter that shoe market and demand that kind of money. And they were feeling like it had a lot to do with having the skin in the game. Now, that doesn't line up with history. That doesn't line up with 